IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. On this edition of Pit Pass Indy, we preview one of the biggest weeks of the year, and it doesn't include an actual race. It's the annual Indianapolis 500 Open Test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway scheduled for April 20th and April 21st. The two-day test session is very important for the near full field of competitors that will compete in the 106th Indianapolis 500 on May 29. It's also important for Chip Ganassi Racing's Jimmy Johnson. The seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion will be a rookie in this year's Indianapolis 500. To compound Johnson's challenge, the 46-year-old driver sustained a broken right hand from a crash in practice at Long Beach on April 8th. Johnson was able to continue to participate in qualifications in the 47th Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, but wore a carbon fiber splint the remainder of the racing weekend. Johnson had outpatient surgery last Monday night in Charlotte, North Carolina. The surgery was performed by Dr. Glenn Gaston, Hand and Upper Extremity Fellowship Director at Ortho Carolina. Johnson is expected to make a complete recovery and plans to participate in the test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this week. Johnson finished 20th at Long Beach after completing 73 of 85 laps with his hand in the carbon fiber splint. He is currently 14th in the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series point standings after three events with a best finish of 6th at Texas Motor Speedway on March 20th. I interviewed Johnson at Long Beach, and we focus on the importance of this week's test session at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as he prepares for his first Indianapolis 500 as a driver on this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a rookie in the 106 Indianapolis 500, but he's certainly a champion everywhere else. It's Jimmy Johnson, Chip Ganassi Racing. There's going to be a two-day test coming up here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway the week after Easter. How important is that two full days running at Indy going to be to you? Yeah, test days are so limited and so valuable. Um, it's going to be huge. You know, I'm excited to get in the, the group of cars, understand how the draft works, how to set up passes, and ultimately uh, building comfort you know, in the race car and working towards being as competitive as I can be. Also, you're going to be out there running against what's basically going to be the full field of entries for the Indy 500. When you last ran there in October in your rookie orientation program, it was just you and Ramon Grosjean. How valuable is that going to be to run in traffic with uh, a lot of cars on the track at the same time? 
Yeah, it's a different environment. Um, I learned firsthand at the race in Texas just how turbulent the air is in traffic and how little grip you have. Uh, so any experience gained there in this test session will only help come race day. How big a boost was the sixth place finish at Texas going into the Indy 500? Yeah, it was a big boost. I, I feel really good about it. I do feel like we left a position or two on the table due to some issues we had with telemetry. Um, but to race my way up in the top five, quality passes on, you know, more than quality drivers uh, to put myself in that position was very meaningful uh, and certainly felt my confidence. Was there any moment that whole weekend or that race where you thought to yourself, I've still got it? Yeah, I mean, once once we got to the halfway point of the race and I kind of was maintaining and, you know, 13th or 11th, whatever it was, I just took a deep breath and said, you know, I, I, can, I know I can stay here and I really feel like I can go forward. So that deep breath, uh, the confidence that comes with that and then forward I went. They talk about running wheel-to-wheel -wheel inches apart in the Indianapolis 500 and on ovals such as Texas. You've done that at Daytona and Talladega and restrictor plate races. Does that help the mentality and the mindset of being able to feel comfortable in those high-pressure situations where you're so close to the other cars? Yeah, it does. I feel like the years of dealing with proximity issues to other cars at a high rate of speed is helpful. Something I've spent a lot more time doing than maybe uh, these drivers that have a street or road course background. Um, so, the, you know, the thing that was just so so different for me um, was how the cars interacted with one another in a pack. In the cup cars, there's a lot of side drafting that takes place and another element of difficulty to navigate. And in the Indy cars, they, there really isn't much of that, which I found quite interesting. Now you're going to be considered a rookie again after having a rookie season in IndyCar last year on the street and road course races. At your age, is it almost like a fountain of youth to still be called a rookie? <laughs> Yeah, it makes me laugh for, for starters, um, but I'll take it. But honestly, I do feel like a rookie. Um, I feel like in some respects on the street and road courses, I, I still need that yellow gearbox cover um, just because I, I'm starting from such a low spot compared to these other formula drivers or single-seater drivers and their, their journey into this sport. I mean, I've never seen these tracks. I've never driven in the Junior Series. And now here I am showing up in the most competitive, uh, you know, kind of era of IndyCar racing and being, being thrown right in the deep end of the pool. And for a lot of the uh, social media savvy fans that you have, you're part of this documentary for Carvana on YouTube. It seems like that's been very well received. Uh, how have you liked doing that, having a camera crew following you around all the time and, and being able to tell your story to the masses out there on the uh, documentary series that you're part of? Yeah, I've been so fortunate to have this relationship with Carvana. They personally love the journey I'm taking and the you know the company person you know from their personal experience wanted the fans to actually have this experience as well and to come along and create this docu series and i think it's been very well received um fantastic production crew is shooting it they have all access to anything and everything and i think they're doing a great job from a corporate standpoint how much is this program with carvana with jimmy johnson with chip ganassi racing with indycar helped carvana in terms of their marketability and car sales yeah, I mean, they sell cars, and obviously we're in front of car people all the time with our race cars. Uh, they're a very intelligent and witty company. I think they've done an amazing job of, of using the motorsports platform with creative TV spots, um, you know, digital ad buys, and these, these funny commercials that they've come up with. So a uh, very, very group of smart people and, you know, car people, so it all works. 
And of course, Carvana is not your only sponsor. Your major associate sponsor is the American Legion. At Texas Motor Speedway, they unveiled their activation area to drive new membership and also promote their causes. They're now an official charitable partner of IndyCar. To see that program grow with you as the spokesman, how cool is that for Jimmy Johnson and the American Legion? Yeah, it is so meaningful to me. I have two grandfathers that served, brother-in-law that served. Um, you know, to be able to represent the American Legion, to also watch their involvement grow, um, certainly shows that our fan base is tuned in. They're reaching the people that they need to. Uh, so I, I'm honored to represent them, and I'm thankful for the fans uh, and their interaction and warm reception that they've had for the American Legion. And finally, what is Jimmy Johnson's Indianapolis 500 dream? When did it begin? And what was it like as a kid when you used to watch that race on TV? Who did you cheer for? What did you dream about? I was little. I, very, I have many vague memories being very young, watching it, sitting on the couch with my grandfather and my father. Uh, my grandfather was a Foyt fan. Um, I always had a tie towards uh, Rick Mears because he grew up in California. He raced motorcycles. He raced off-road. Uh, so there was a, an attachment there. Robbie Gordon for similar reasons. Uh, but I always had something for, for Al Jr. I just loved, you know, visioning or trying to understand what it would be like to race against my dad. My dad was more mechanically inclined and I never raced against him. But I loved that uh, Al Sr. and Al Jr. had you know, moments to share the, the track at the same time. And I thought that storyline was super cool. And also finally, Long Beach in April. This is what you remember as a kid coming to this race. Does it just feel right having this race back in April after being here on September 26th last year? Maybe I'm crazy, but this is the feeling that I remember, and I did not have this feeling in October. Uh, no, it's not October, it's September. Um, I did not have this feeling in September. It was a great experience, I loved it, but this just feels right. There's a different energy in the air, and I'm really excited to be here. Jimmy Johnson, he's a six-time NASCAR Cup Series champion on the track, but a champion every year off the track. Driving for Chip Ganassi Racing, the number 48 Carvana American Legion Honda. Good luck in the Indianapolis 500. Good luck in testing. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Next up is our interview with the defending NTT IndyCar Series champion, Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing. Pillow won the 2021 IndyCar Championship in just his second season in the series and his first at CGR. The 25-year-old driver from Spain is off to another fine start to the 2022 season following his third-place finish in the most recent race, the April 10 Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Pelot started the season with a second-place finish at St. Petersburg and a seventh-place finish at Texas Motor Speedway on March 20th. Pelot is third in points as he enters this week's big Indy 500 Open Test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He joins me to talk about the test in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the defending NTT IndyCar Series champion. I'm sure that's a title that never gets old hearing. It's Alex Polo at Chip Ganassi Racing. Feels amazing to hear that, yeah. That's right. Hey, after last weekend at Long Beach, you got to feel like... We've been to Long, it seems like we're at Long Beach every six months. Yeah, that's true. It's, it, it was like really close when 
when we landed there, it felt like, well, yeah, I think it was like five months, right? So um, always a special place for me, winning the championship there uh, last year. And I, can, I couldn't wait to, to come back here. Always good atmosphere, good weather. Um, what else could we ask? Speaking of atmosphere and good weather, the week after Easter, it's going to be two days of testing for the 106 Indianapolis 500 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Could be 70, could be 30. We don't know what the weather's going to be like there. But how important is that two-day test? Yeah, the weather stuff, it's uh, always unknown when, when we talk about Indy. But um, I'm looking forward. It's it's the pre the preparation for for the qualifying week, let's say. We, we get a lot of testing there, but you don't really have a lot of time to react if we want to change something big on the car or, or something big, uh, big on the driving. So it's good to, to take two days of testing. Uh, everybody's there. Um, we, we have time to, to try stuff, to get comfortable. It's always, we know that it's an oval race, but it's really different to Texas, for example, where we already raced that. So it's good to have some time that, you, that we can get comfortable, get some passes, um, get as fast as possible. And, and then we have some time before the Indy 500 for, uh, to take um, the car to the next level. How do you translate what you learn in the test under one set of weather conditions to the month of May where it might be 20, 30 degrees warmer? Yeah, that's always tough. And we know conditions uh, at Indy are, uh, they, they play a big role on how the car feels, especially on race day, uh, because when, when it's colder for us, um, it's really easy to follow just because we get more downforce from the air and, and we just, the, the tires don't suffer that much. But when it's warmer, uh, it's more difficult for us. So uh, still mechanically and a bit aerodynamically, uh, we can translate some stuff, but uh, also for the driver at the end, getting passes, uh, defending and getting one fast lap. It's, it's the same way that you do on a warmer day or on a cold day. From what you've seen of the rules so far, what type of race do you think this year's Indy 500 will be? It's always tough to say, but I think we improved quite a lot from 2020 to 2021. We saw a lot of passes. Um, we saw that it was easier to follow, which that's what we want. Uh, we want easy to follow, still challenging, but easy enough so you can get overtakes if you're faster than the car up front. So I think we are doing another step forward on that direction. We never know until we are all on track, 26, 30 cars on track, and you can try and get your way up. But um, yeah, I think we should get a more exciting race than last year. You finished second by the blink of an eye to Elio Castroneves in last year's race. But obviously, when you prepare for the next year, it's a whole new script, a whole different race altogether. So what are some of the things you're focusing on this year to improve your chances of winning the race from last year? Yeah, it's always different. We start, everybody starts from zero, uh, different setups, different cars uh, sometimes. So um, we just start from zero, start building confidence. And I think I just need to focus on getting the car right for race day, uh, getting myself to think a bit ahead uh, like I did in last year. Um, but that's only for the last five, ten laps. So uh, we have a long way to go before we get there. After the Indy 500 test, the week of Easter, the week after Easter, then the next race is going to be the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. 
Barber Motorsports Park. It's turned out to be a fantastic venue for IndyCar racing. What is it about that track that puts on such great races? I don't know, man, but it's it's awesome to see the racing, and it's even more awesome to drive it. So I think every everybody in IndyCar loves uh, how challenging Barber is. Um, I think it's one of the best tarmacs we go to. Super grippy, really smooth, and allows you to push the car and yourself to the limit. So um, I think the combination of tire deck and traffic just makes the race really interesting, and I cannot wait to go there and, and try and defend our race win from last year. Actually, you're undefeated at Barber because IndyCar didn't run there in 2020 because of COVID. Ran there as the season opener in 2021, which you won. How's it feel to be undefeated at a racetrack? <laughs> it feels good, uh, but we need to go there and try and win it again, right? So that's the the good thing is that we know uh, we have a good car on qualifying, good car on the race. Uh, we tested there this year as well on one of our team tests. Uh, felt really good, and and we know we have a base to start off. So yeah, cannot wait to go there and cannot wait to try and defend our uh, race win. After that race, the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, how do you like that track, and what do you see as your chances for victory there? I think the Indy road course, um, it's not been an easy place for us. I don't know why. Uh, I think we've been improving every time we went there. Uh, we went there two times last year, and we're going to go there uh, two times this year again. So um, cannot wait to try some stuff that we thought about uh, during off-season, about trying to improve our car, our race pace, and, and being comfortable on the car. That's the most important. So, um, yeah, we, we got a podium there last year. We were running up there uh, and got an engine failure. So we just want to get uh, the first win there. And then May 29th, biggest race of the year, 106 Indianapolis 500. You'll be one of the guys out there fighting for the victory. How exciting is it for you to look at the calendar and know that date is coming up? Super exciting. It's the biggest event for us. It's the most important day of the year. And it's the good thing is that we don't need to wait a lot during the year to, to get there. Uh, we, we, we're going to have a lot of running before to get ready, all the team, all the crew, the driver, and we just want to get there and, and try and improve the, the position we finished last year. Now, we all know about your love for fried chicken, but I'm going to throw you a curveball and ask you, have you found any good paella in the state of Indiana? No, I never. I, did, I didn't even try to look for it. Um, I think that's something I want to enjoy when I'm in Spain. Uh, and enjoy the food that uh, we have here in America or in Indiana. Um, so yeah, I leave that for Spain. Um, I'm open. If somebody says that it's better pay in Indiana than in, in Spain, I will try it. But uh, yeah, at the moment, I leave it for Spain. I know a place, but it's in Valparaiso in northern Indiana. Anyway, Alex Polo, defending NTT IndyCar Series champion. Congratulations on all your accomplishments so far. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you so much. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. 
And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pit Pass Indy. Next up is my interview with Simon Pagino of Meyer Shank Racing. The driver from France had plenty of success at Team Penske from 2015 until the end of last season. He won the 2016 NTT IndyCar Series Championship and the Indianapolis 500 in 2018. With a new team for this season, Pagano tells me why that is important heading into this week's Indy 500 Open Test in this interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a, I'm going to call you a neighbor because you live right down the road, I-77 in North Carolina. It's Simon Pagano of Meyer Shank Racing. You're new to the team, but you're certainly not new to the series. What's it been like joining a new team after having a lot of success with Team Penske? It's uh, it's interesting, you know, it's it's been a big transition, um, a fun one. I'm having a great time with the team. Um, really enjoy working with Mike Shank, Jim Meyer. Uh, and my crew is uh, is really uh, really fantastic. Obviously, being back with Helio is also, you know, it's a good pairing, um, and I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of work for us to do, um, but so far so good. I think we we just obviously just cracked the top ten in the championship, so we're establishing ourselves where we need to be. But um, I look forward to the next races, especially here in Long Beach. I was talking to your team owner earlier in the week about how so many big things have happened to him and the team in such a short period of time. The new shop. The Indy 500 win for LEO, the Rolex victories, and also he had two Acura NSX victories in IMSA GTD. Now you're there to even enhance that. What's it like working for Jim and for Mike? Because they're both really inspirational team owners that really kind of bring out the best in the team. Yes, they actually, um, they really complete each other. You know, uh, Mike is uh, an amazing racer, a pure racer at heart. And um, 
only wants the best for everybody. Um, really, no politics in his team. It's all about racing. And, uh, you know, he'd be the first one to tell me, hey, just speak up. Just say what you got to say. And, and it's really comfortable um, to feel like your, your, your team owner is, is behind you 100% that way. Um, and then Jim Meyer is an incredible businessman uh, who has a, a really impressive vision of what a business should be like and what it should look like as a race team in the future. So together, it's, a, it's quite impressive to see that combination. Um, I enjoy working with them both and um, it's definitely growing at a high pace. I tell you, uh, I've seen the shop on the first day. Uh, it's beautiful. And uh, obviously all the wins uh, from Indy and, um, and uh, Daytona this year really helped um, enhance what's going on. They're also able to use some of the facilities of a Honda manufacturing plant in Marysville, Ohio. I know there's wet track testing. There's a lot of different things that they're able to do by having that synergy between them and Honda. How important is that to have? You can do a lot of development for Honda and for Acura. Well, definitely the relationship at Shank Racing with Acura and Honda is really um, promoting uh, the race team up. Uh, it's, it's giving us tools that we can use to, uh, to improve our race cars. Um, and in return, we, we're giving feedback feedback to, uh, to help Honda and Acura improve their machine, improve their engineering, and all the engineers use it to, uh, to make development on, on the race cars that translate into road cars in the future. And you can see it right next to the NSX Type S. Um, a lot of it comes from the racetrack, which is really cool. What was it like being reunited with Elio? Because I know you guys spent some pretty good moments together at Team Penske. It's great. It's, uh, you know, again, we're pairing each other really well, complete each other with, uh, with the job at hand. Uh, he's exceptional with his partners. Uh, I work really hard on the technical side. So together we, we, we help the team um, uh, where it needs and it's, uh, it's working really well. Um, we also have a really uh, good matching personalities and obviously on the team it's important. After the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, there's a test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy 500 two-day test the week after Easter. How important will that test be? Because it'll basically be everybody in the field. It will be very important. You know, for me, it's, um, it's an exciting moment to discover my, uh, my uh, racehorse for the 500 and see what it's like. Uh, it's obviously, I'm sure, will feel very different to my Penske car uh, last year. So I look forward to uh, discovering those fields and, and, you know, diving into the work that we'll need to uh, try and win the race. With the cars, the way things are set up today, the rules and everything, what type of Indy 500 would you expect 2022 will be? Well, I think it's going to be very similar. I know we might have a little bit more downforce, which is going to make the racing even uh, more exciting in the, in the pack. Um, but I expect similar racing as you've seen last year at the end of the race with uh, four to five cars fighting it at the end. And hopefully we'll be the one uh, being chased. So um, it's just a matter of getting ourselves ready for each step of the way uh, from practice qualifying to the race. Now the weather conditions at the April test may be dramatically different than what you experience in May. How do you sort that out as a team and be able to translate what you learned in testing and apply that to maybe a much hotter day in May. You know, it's, it's all about the data that you collect through the years. Um, you know, the weather, you can't predict, but you can understand what the car does when the temperature change, when the wind change and adapt. Um, and that's what we can do. Uh, and that's what we try to, that's our guesswork. That's what we, we try to be so consistent with, with the data that we have. So um, you always have to adapt to situations anyways. It's always different on Sunday of the race than it is in practice. So um, 
But the experience that Elio and I have for that is very important for the team. There seems to be some concern among some race fans that it may be hard to get the 33 cars, but is there any doubt in your mind there'll be a 33-car starting lineup? I mean, I have no doubt because I know uh, I know how Roger Penske runs the business, uh, and I know that if he wants it, they will be there. So, you know, it's just... Um, He's just the incredible businessman that he is. And if he wants to, to have 33 cars to keep the tradition, uh, it will be there, I have no doubt. And then after the Indy test will be the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park. On paper, you would look at that and say, that track's not going to be real good for Indy cars. It's turned out to be fantastic for Indy cars. How much do you love racing at Barber Motorsports Park? It's a great track. It's a, a really well-maintained uh, uh facility. Uh, it's quite fun to be around and noticing statues here and there of animals uh, or, or sometimes devils in the grass. It's pretty cool. Uh, they've done a really good job there and the track is beautiful. They just resurface the track and it's a lot of grip. It's a lot of fun to drive for us and it is good racing as well. So we just tested uh, this uh, Monday and uh, was very happy with the race car. So um, hopefully we can kick it into the next gear then. First time you ran at the next race on the schedule, the GMR Grand Prix, you were driving for Honda. You won the inaugural race on the IMS road course. You came back, had a lot of success on that track with Team Penske. How important would it be for you to take a third different team to Victory Lane in that road course race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Oh, that would certainly be very cool, and it's certainly the goal. Um, it would be <clears throat> definitely be amazing, and uh, and I think by that time, the team we will be at that point where we can start fighting and thinking we can fight for wins. So um, uh, we're building up to it. The chemistry is there, and uh, hopefully we can make it happen. That would be a cool story. So it could be the Pagano hat trick. And why not? <laughs> and then, of course, after that, the biggest race of the year, the 106th Indianapolis 500. You're arriving with the defending winning team, so that's got to be a little bit of a boost. Although you probably want to get in there, take Michael Shank to his another victory there, only with a different driver, Simon Pagino. I mean, you know, my number one goal is Indy every year. Uh, it's growing and growing even more as a desire to, uh, to winning again. So, um, you know, this year is going to be interesting. New team, new crew. Uh, a lot of new things, but we, we will be six races in. We'll, be, uh, we'll carry some momentum into it, and I think that's going to play a big role. But a desire that Helio and I have had have for that race is, uh, is uh, immense, and, and I think it's going to play in our favor. And wrapping up here with Simon Pagano of Meyer Shank Racing, how's fatherhood going? And also, how much did raising Norman, the dog, help you get ready to raise a child fatherhood is good it's busy uh, i've definitely had to adjust my schedule uh but it's i'm, I'm finding my ways and uh and norman's been uh, he's been a good brother he's uh he's teaching uh, molly what to do with dogs which is pretty cool to see um and what not to do uh and uh, so far so good um you know it's he's definitely taught me a lot of things my dog has taught me a lot of things um on understanding my little son that can't speak to me. So it's quite interesting to see. Do you catch up on sleep when you're on the road? Absolutely, yeah. I, uh, I will usually go to the hotel as early as I can sleep and, uh, and get some rest. But, uh, you know, we've been lucky so far. He's sleeping 12 hours right now. He's certainly never sleepy behind the wheel of a race car. Simon Pagano, the 2016 NTT IndyCar Series champion and the 2019 Indianapolis 500 winner, those are two pretty good titles to have. Congratulations on everything. Good luck this season with Meyer Shank Racing, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you, Bruce. 
Another driver who was off to a nice start to the season before the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach was Marcus Erickson, driver of the number eight Husky Chocolate Honda at Chip Ganassi Racing. Erickson entered the Long Beach race fifth in the standings and was living up to the promise of being a championship contender in 2022. But he crashed on lap 66 at Long Beach and finished way back in 22nd position. That dropped the driver from Sweden to eighth in the standings, 52 points out of the lead. Erickson tells me why this week's Indy 500 Open Test will better prepare him to take a run for victory in the May 29 Indianapolis 500 in this Pit Pass Indy exclusive interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is an old friend. It's Marcus Erickson at Chip Ganassi Racing. Marcus, I talked to you at the beginning of the season and asked if you feel that your next progressive step is to be a serious challenger for the championship. And you said, of course, seems like you're on target for that after the start of the season. How do you feel so far as we enter into the springtime portion of the schedule? Yeah, I feel really good. You know, I, I feel like, like you said there, you know, I went into this season to to try and challenge for the championship. And I think the first two weekends have shown that we have the ability to do that. You know, we were running fourth in, in St. Pete uh, on the first stint, and then we got a, a very harsh penalty in the pit lane there for an unsafe release that put us back to, to 25th and still managed to get up to, to P9 on the finish line and then follow that up with a podium in Texas. So I think that shows that we are, you know, we're there to, to compete and to, to challenge. So I feel really good for, for, for our start. The Texas race was interesting because there was so much negative talk amongst team owners, drivers, engineers about the way the track surface is with the sealant that they use for the NASCAR race. It ended up being a heck of a battle. What was it about the track surface that improved throughout that race? Yeah, I thought the race was amazing. You know, it was really fun to drive and that second lane opened up in 1-2 in and also 3-4, which meant that you could actually pass people and attack and just made it for a great uh, great race, actually. So uh, whatever we, we did that weekend, uh, the combination of tires, downforce, if, if you know that sec extra session running in the high line that some people did, all those things that we did that weekend to make the track work was, was really good because it actually made a, a really, really good race. And, and if we continue to race like that, I hope we can go back in the future. Also, the fact that the entire team had some pretty good performances, including second-year driver Jimmy Johnson finished in sixth. When you had a chance to get back and talk to him and look at that, how impressive was that, that he was able, in his first oval race in IndyCar, to be able to be that racy? I got to say, you know, I, I was expecting Jimmy to be good on the ovals uh, pretty quickly, but to have that kind of performance that he had in Texas was super impressive. You know, I... I, when I watched back the race, the way he sort of got the second lane working in 3-4, the way he was racing, I think he was one of the strongest cars out there for sure on race day. So I was very impressed and very happy for him because I know how hard he's been working uh, since he came to IndyCar. And to get a result and a performance like that is, uh, yeah, he's well, well deserved for it. After the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, there'll be a two-day Indy 500 open test the week after Easter at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. How important is that test? always important when we're out on the speedway you know it's uh, getting closer to to the month of may and we want to be as strong as possible of course for, for for that you know it's a big goal of ours to to win that race because 
it's been a while since I can ask the car one. So we definitely wanna wanna have a good test here in, in, in April to prepare ourselves and put ourselves in a good spot when we start the month. How do you translate what you learn in that test where the weather conditions might be 20 to 30 degrees cooler than what you'll have on race day in May where it might be 90 degrees? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you need to take that into account, but hopefully we can still, you know, work on our race cars and see, you know, what things are working or not working and see directions that's uh, going to be able to, to transfer even if the weather is different. To have five drivers in that race for Chip Ganassi Racing, those are going to be some long engineering debriefs. Are you ready for that? Yeah, especially with TK, right? He, he likes to talk. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, I think in general you would say having five cars might be, you know, too many cars. But to have five cars with the drivers we have, I think it's going to be a huge uh, strength of ours to, to, you know, have that lineup and have that experience uh, within the team. And I think we're going to be, you know, super strong. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Before the Indy 500 will be the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, Barber Motorsports Park. Fantastic track for uh, road course racing for Indy cars. What is it about that course that puts on such a great show for IndyCar? I don't know. It's just one of those road courses where you have to attack so much. The, the track has a lot of fast corners, uh, has a lot of grip, so you have to be very aggressive in the way you drive the race cars there. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun car for an IndyCar to go around. So yeah, I really enjoy it and I'm looking forward to that race. And then after that is the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. How do you like that track? Not the most fun layout, I gotta say, but it's always a fun fun race and you know, it, it creates good racing. And I think also to race in Indy is always something special for us. So uh, it's definitely like a home race and uh, we've been struggling a little bit on the road course the last couple of years. So we wanna have a strong showing there to score some good points. And then the biggest race of the year, the 106 Indianapolis 500 on May 29th. How excited are you to look at the calendar and see that getting closer? Always super excited, you know, it's the, it's the highlight of our, of our season for sure. And uh, I've been there three times now and I haven't really got a good result out of it yet. So I'm, I'm feeling very, very, you know, excited and, and motivated and focused to try and have a good month and, and score a big result. And I can't let you go without asking you this. You drove in 97 Formula One events. Formula One seems to be on a real surge of popularity in the United States with a third U.S. Grand Prix being announced for Las Vegas. You were a Formula One veteran. What's your thoughts on how it's achieving a surge of popularity in the United States? I think it's great for the sport, you know, and, and the Vegas race is going to be really cool, I think, and uh, Miami this year as well. So I think uh, it's no doubt that they are pushing very hard to try and, you know, Get, get into the American market, and I think they're doing a good job. And I think for us in IndyCar, it's also going to help, you know, because it's going to put more focus on motorsports, more people is going to get into the sport and, and follow it. And I think, I think it's just going to be positive for us in IndyCar as well. So I'm, I, I think it's all good, actually. Marcus Erickson, driver of the number eight Husky Chocolate Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. Good luck for the rest of the season, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. For our next guest, this week's Indianapolis 500 Open Test is very important for as much track time as possible. It's IndyCar Series rookie driver Kyle Kirkwood of AJ Foyt Racing. Kirkwood has never competed on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Oval and will first have to pass the rookie orientation program before he can hit the track and practice with the veteran drivers. 
He is also driving for a team owner who is the grand champion of the Indianapolis 500, the legendary A.J. Foyt, the first four-time Indy 500 winning driver. Here is my exclusive interview with Kirkwood for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is rookie driver Kyle Kirkwood, driver of the number 14 Chevrolet for A.J. Foyt Racing. Kyle, there's going to be a two-day open test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the 106 Indianapolis 500. From your standpoint, how important is that test? Uh, I think it's super important. I mean, uh, there's a lot of times that you roll off, you need to roll off the trailer really well, but I feel like it, the Indy 500 is a little bit different because we had so much testing. We have carb day, you have qualifying day, you have everything going into the 500. So even if you start off not that good, you need to work on your stuff a lot more than than what you would usually on a ra- on a normal race weekend, like here at Long Beach Grand Prix, where you get two practices and then you're just kind of straight into the race. Um, so yeah, it's going to be massively important there for those first uh, for those first practice days to get everything up to speed, get myself up to speed. I've never been around the speedway um, going that direction. So it's going to be all new to me. Well, also, uh, it's going to be your first time going there representing A.J. Foyt in the number 14. And that in itself has to probably be a pretty big moment for a rookie driver going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure on me. I know know A.J. will be there and um, driving that that famous number 14 car is going to be something very special, especially in my first ever Indy 500, right? That, that, that number car has done so many tremendous things over the years. And, uh, I hope to carry that legacy forward and yeah, it's just going to be such a special moment dri- driving for AJ that weekend. And for the whole team in general, there's so much passion that comes from the AJ Foyt racing group. And, um, I hope to do the best I can for them. What's your rookie season been like so far working with the guys at AJ Foyt Racing? It's awesome. They're very open. There's so much knowledge there from my engineer who has been in IndyCar forever. He's worked with multitudes of teams. Uh, Scott Harner, who's worked with, was with Ganassi for years. Um, even Sebastian Bourdais was at, was at St. Pete and helped out a lot. So there's so much knowledge, and they're all filling me in as much as they possibly can. So I couldn't ask for a better position than what I'm in right now. The other beautiful thing about the two-day test is it's pretty much it's a full field test. So everybody you're going to be racing with in May is going to be at that test. So it's kind of like an extra start of the month of May in many ways. So just how important is that to maybe learn a few things about the competition, what the avoid maybe you know what you can do with those guys yeah that's exactly what i was talking about earlier um it's there's going to be a lot that we can learn yeah in april and then we get a break period to figure it all out right whether we're up front or we're in the back and um we got we got to figure stuff out because people are just going to be progressing the entire time so i am super ecstatic with being able to test early like that and then go into April, uh, or sorry, into May with that much knowledge um, with the car and with the team and, and how everything goes about for the month of May. As far, though, as a rookie driver, those two days, it's going to be in April, so the weather conditions could be dramatically different than they are when you return in May, especially on race day when it's generally pretty warm. How do you take the data that you learn, say, on a 55 to 60 degree day in April and apply that to the car for what could be an 85 to 90 degree day in May. Fortunately, the guys at the team are wizards and they're able to calculate that stuff out on the computer. Obviously, um, 
with cooler temperatures comes more downforce, more speed, the engine runs better. There's a lot of variabilities um, when the temperature's like that, right? So it's going to be a lot of stuff that they're going to have to calculate on the computer and see what is true and what is not. Um, but I have full faith in the guys to, to be able to figure that out. But more importantly for that test, it's going to be just me getting up to speed and understanding the track because you got to have so much respect for the IMS. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting on track. Is the beautiful thing about all the practice time you get at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the 500 is a driver such as you who doesn't have a lot of experience yet can run a lot of laps during that week if the weather cooperates. Yeah, that's super important because I don't have, it's, granted it's only four corners, it may look really simple, but it's not. It's not a simple track, it's, you're doing 230 miles per hour around that place and um, things happen a lot quicker than anywhere else. So uh, you got, you got to definitely uh, push the limits more than you would like to, especially in practice too. So hopefully we keep everything clean, I learn as much as possible, I get as many laps as possible, the weather cooperates and uh, we have a good test. Also, that's a very weather-sensitive track. And how much of that have they stressed to you about how much just a cloud cover can change the way the track feels dramatically? No, you know, I've, I've been at the Indy 500 for years now. I understand all that stuff. I haven't driven on it. I haven't noticed the conditions firsthand, but I understand what it's going to do to the car and what conditions are going to be what. Everything from like a five-mile-an-hour gust will massively affect the car. And uh, basically, once again, showing up there with A.J. Foyt, I mean, he's the grand champion of the Indianapolis 500, so you got to just sit, love sitting down and listening to his stories. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an incredible guy. I hope that I can go and do, do a little ride around with him around the Speedway and try and gain as much wisdom as possible that I can from him. Um, but no, it's, it's incredible having him with us. The passion that he has for motorsports is, is incredible. He was at Texas couple weeks ago and um man he was ecstatic he had a giant giant grin on his face when, when we led those laps and uh put that 14 back up front so hopefully i can do the same for him and finally is your rookie season gone about the way you expected or you know is there a lot there that you wish you know if this had been different or that had been different things would be different now yeah i mean hindsight's always 2020 right you can you can look back at things and think oh well this should have been different whatever but anyone can say that even the leaders that that win the race, they can look back and say, oh, well, we could have done this different and done this better. That You could always look at things like that. But honestly, I feel like the season has gone better than we've expected, except for except our finishes haven't shown that, right? We've been super fast at both events at St. Pete. We were fast in testing at Sebring. Uh, we are fast at Texas, and results didn't show, but we were fast, and everyone knows that. So um, I'm looking forward to actually trying to get some results for the team for what is actually justified for our pace. Rookie driver Kyle Kirkwood, driver of the number 14 Chevrolet for AJ Foyt Racing. Good luck for the rest of this season, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you for having me. Our final guest on this jam-packed episode of Pit Pass Indy is veteran driver Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. This will be Ray Hall's 15th Indianapolis 500 start as he continues to seek his first Indy 500 win. His best finishes are third in 2011 and 2020. Here is my interview with Graham Ray Hall for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Graham Ray Hall, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. 
The week after Easter, there's a two-day open test at the Indianapolis 500. It's going to be the full field. It's going to be there in May. How valuable are those two days? Yeah, it's big. I think, you know, a lot of us um, are excited to just get back on track and turn some laps out there. But, you know, Indy's always a big one. Um, you know, test days there are critical. And uh, having everybody there, too, will give you a good idea of what to expect as we go forward. As many laps as you've run around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I guess there's always reason to run even more laps because you oh, no. learn every time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, we learn a lot, truthfully. I mean, I learn every time I go there. There's, you know, I could always enter turn one a little bit differently or a little bit better. I could exit one better, get over the bump in two slightly better. I mean, there's always things you're learning there and always ways you're trying to get better. Now, as far, though, as... Uh, the weather in April can be dramatically different than the weather you're going to have the week of the race. So how do you determine what works on a 55-degree day in April as opposed to a 90-degree day in May? A lot of it is aerodynamics. You know, you don't want to run a crazy amount of downforce. You know, if it's a 60-degree day in April, but you know it's going to be 90 on race day, you know, you can pull aerodynamic, pull wing out of the car and run it so where it's about an equal level. Um, but, I mean, it's always tricky, but it's tricky for everybody, you know, so... It's kind of the way it is. Do you also learn a lot about the newer guys in the series in that test about what you can get away with and what you probably should stay away well, from? I mean, I think we learned that at Texas. Um, <laughs> but there's guys, yeah, I mean, there's definitely guys that you've got to be a little more aware of. Um, but, yes, when you get out there on track, you'll see how they are in group running. Uh, and it gives you a little bit of insight into what's to come for sure. And they've been doing this uh, particular format the last couple of years now where they have a two-day test in April or early May. Is that something that you annually look forward to because it's like, hey, it's two, two full days running the speedway? Yeah, as long as the weather's good, as you said. You know, the weather's critical to <clears throat> how valuable it is. So uh, that's important for sure. And I know you always have a lot of confidence going into the Indy 500. What is your confidence level? As much as your team has grown over the last couple of years, what is your confidence level for this year's 106 Indianapolis 500? I mean, I feel as good as ever, frankly. I feel like we, yeah, I mean, I, you know, last year I still burns. Uh, but I feel as good as ever. Graham Rayall, uh, Rayall Letterman Lanigan Racing, good luck, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guests. And on this one, there were a lot of them. Those include Jimmy Johnson of Chip Ganassi Racing, defending IndyCar Series champion Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing, Simon Pagino of Meyer Shank Racing, Marcus Erickson of Chip Ganassi Racing, Kyle Kirkwood of AJ Foyt Racing, and Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.